the distinctive sound of the Admiralis Mirabilis, the most remarkable butterfly in the world. Its strong hind wings flap faster than a hummingbird. The flapping is so fast it emits a sound that can be both seductive and repellent to the human ear, depending on one's disposition. And this is the distinctive sound a butterfly catcher makes when anticipating the catch of a lifetime. Episode 5, The Miracle Admiral. Pass me the long net. The long net, Solomon. Yes, sir. Here it is, sir. Where's it come from, sir? It must be near that. It's the Admiralis Mirabilis, Solomon. That I like passion on the wings, except to scare off the pentacles. Oh, Dad! We're at Willard Garrett. It's Willard to the main mast, sir. Oh. Oh, just behind that. Says he sailed with Bertie. Sounds like a long story. You look away, young Nick. I am about to take a handful of sausages and put them in my pocket. Oh, but the rations, sir. You think I got my 30 years in the Navy by limiting myself to rations? Look at that, sir. There are the tea trolley. A butterfly. <laughs> We must be near land, sir. Oh, no, look, it's gone again. Jagnes. Uh, Uncle Joseph. Did you just see a butterfly here? Yes, Uncle Joseph, I just did. It was standing right there on the tea trolley. Ah, wonderful work, Jagnes. I believe it to be the Admiralis Mirabilis. Incredible. Sander, give Nick your net. But, sir. But nothing. Give him your net. Must you? Give him your net. Here you go. I can help too, sir. Well, 
I don't really think that's necessary, Solander. We have Nick now. Look at him. Which one's that young Nick? The, the big pole. Ah, yes. Good knowledge. Come on, let's go together. Yes. Oh, this is much more fun. Joseph Banks may have been lazy in many aspects of his life, but when in pursuit, he had the dexterity of a spider monkey, the speed of a champion gazelle, and the determination of a three-humped camel. There you are, you If I can just... Oh! So close, you almost got it, Uncle Joseph! What? Oh, yes. The madman is right. I see it, too. An island, look. An island of butterflies. I shall call it Butterfly Island. The rocky outcrop in front of them, known as Butterfly Island, is indeed a sight to behold. A volcanic mountain thrust out of the ocean, surrounded by a haze of fluttering colour. Butterfly wings flapping a rainbow of temptation. They were on course for a butterfly party. But today, as is oft the case, the silver lining has a cloud. The storm is definitely coming, Captain Quaker. Which direction? According to the underside of my forefinger, northwest from latitude 416, sir. And we are. Why is he licking his fingers, Solander? And why is he sticking it in the air like that? I dare say he's determining air pressure lies atop of determinants, sir. Don't be so naive, Solander. Obviously, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'd say ten hours before the sea will swallow us whole, unless we take precautionary measures, sir. What do you suggest we do? Hmm. We head due east to the sanctuary of the Alpaca Ocean, sir. That's the opposite direction from Butterfly Island. This is ridiculous. There's not a black cloud in the sky. Oh, she's a fast wind, the Northwestern, my lord. She stalks like a cheetah. She waits at the edge of the horizon, and then she makes a dash. A typhoon so fast in its approach, you barely have time to finish your biscuit. Hokum pokum. Where did you get this one, Quaker? Looks well qualified from life on sea. We must go to Butterfly Island. The botanical treasures it holds are valuable beyond quantifiable measure. My lord, our charter is to travel to the heaven's clover and observe the transit of Venus. And not unduly risk the lives of my crew for a butterfly hunt. <sighs> I beseech you, Captain Quaker, we must travel to this island and botanize. My Uncle Bertie would frown if he were to see us sail past a botanical treasure like a bunch of half-witted shanty shuckers. I am charged with the safety of this crew. The storm comes up and sweeps us under from down What the storm? I've never seen it so calm. Sir, it's the calm before the storm, my lord. Calm before the storm? We're a load of nonsense. What if it's just the calm before some more calm? Or have you ever heard of that? Have you ever noticed it's calm and then you wait and it's even more calm? What if it's the storm before the storm or the calm before the slightly inclement? The area is charted, sir. And who's this guy? I'm a cartographer, sir. This rocky outcrop is a dangerous area for the ship to set anchor due to its volcanic protuberance. I'll give you a volcanic protuberance. Sir! This is typical of you sailors, surrounding yourselves with meteorologists and cartographists and... Map touches. They're all just yes men, aren't they, Solidar? Yes, sir. Lord Banks, please. 
I respect your scientific import of this voyage, so I shall meet you halfway. If we were to take a long boat, would you be able to complete your botanizing within three hours? Three hours? I want twenty. I will not haggle on the safety of the crew. Three hours or nothing. Nineteen, then. Three hours, you shall have three hours. I won't take any less than eighteen. Three. Seventeen. Sixteen. Fifteen. Three hours, Lord Wax. Fourteen hours. Three. Ah. All right. Solander, prepare the botanical equipment. Six hours. We'll sail east old bucket till storm passed. Aye, aye. Yeah. Um, <coughs> bang. Yeah, that's good. Oh. Yeah. Um, sausage? Oh, yes. Mm. Mm. What kind of cat is this? Siamese short hair. I also have some Persian long hair frankfurt in my other pocket. Mm-hmm. Bring the prisoner down from the crow's nest! Now, I... Uh, I hate to speak out of turn, but I must say, it is a travesty. The man with your lineage forced to take orders from a shanty How do you do it, Nutty? The Navy teaches one to choose his moment wisely. My rank says I must follow his uneducated command, but I am an aristocrat and a friend of your good uncle, and I assure you that my true allegiance lies their aristocracy shall have its day again. Thank you, Nutty. Nutty, may I have another sausage? Oh, you certainly. Try the long hair. Wait, wait for the prisoner. Good morning, Lord Banks. Oh, good morning, Sergeant Jules. Good morning, Crawley George. We can't see him at the moment, but he's Good morning, Lord Banks. Oh. He's invited me. It's lovely. The navigator is a strange man, yes. sir. You've placed a lot of trust in him. I believe he speaks the truth, Nutty. Hmm. He will guide us through the boiling ocean. He is bloody weird, though. Huh? What's that? They're coming out of that man's mouth. It's a sausage. <laughs> Not a sausage. Not a sausage. What is that? No. What's he doing, Nutty? <laughs> He's convulsing. He seems to be responding poorly to the sight of your sausage, my lord. This way, prisoner. Fascinating. Fascinating indeed. We're boarding, Lord Banks. Come on. Thank you, Lord. It's a pleasure, sir. The HMS Fortitude weighs and swings her mighty davits and lowers a longboat into the murky water. A crew is selected for the journey to the mysterious island of butterflies. Now, everybody, there will be plant life aboard this island. Under no circumstances, anyone who is not a botanist 
allowed to touch a plant. Is that understood? I am anxious to acquire provisions to feed the crew, Lord Knights. If the flora of this island provides berries and fruit, I shall instruct my crew to wear gloves and collect as much as possible. Mm, very well. But I shall not be wearing gloves, as I require tactile sensations in order to make sound botanical judgments. Sir, will I be allowed to touch the plants? No, Solander, you're not a botanist. I've been voraciously reading your Uncle Bertie's magnum opus, sir. Oh, you think reading makes you a botanist? Don't be upset, Solander. Do you think a bee learns how to impregnate a flower from reading? Do you think a Venus moth trap catches its prey because it read a few books, saw some diagrams on how to do it in an encyclopedia? It has nothing to do with reading, Solander. It's either in your blood... It is not. Young Nick here probably hasn't read a single book on botany. Isn't that right, Nick? Not one. Exactly my point. But he is a botanist because it is in his blood, Nick. You may touch the plants. Solander, you can read all you like, but all you're good for is fetching slippers, making hotties, and fluffing pillows. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Now... What's that interesting thing you're doing there, Quaker? Rowing, my lord. Ah, don't be absurd. We have a man for that. The one with the flies in his beard. <laughs> they called me Greedy Pete, my lord. I actually don't care what they call you. Oh. As captain of this ship, I like to lead by example. So, I row. And anyone else who joins me will rise in my estimation. Mm, they'll drop in mine. You do not break the rules of aristocracy. Look, sir, to your left, a welcoming party of butterflies. Ooh. They look a bit small, Solander. Butterfly Island is known for two things. Butterflies, of course, and plums. Describing the island to you, dear listener, is difficult, for words alone cannot do it justice. We are, however, extremely lucky to have the recordings of the great anthropological travel musician Whitaker Thoreau. The following song combines the spirit of Butterfly Island with the knowledge of a seasoned geologist and the profoundly joyous melodies and ancient syncopations of the Northern Isles of Gravy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that we bring to you the song voted number 87 in the most influential ballads of the Gravy Isles. Here is Whitaker Thoreau with Butterflies and Plums. Oh, boys, put your 
collecting provisions for the ship. Are we picking plums, sir? Indeed we are. Lord Banks will have three hours to botanize or chase butterflies, whatever takes his fancy. It is not a fancy, sir. It is a life passion that will benefit science itself. The party shall return before the weather closes in on the sound of the bugle. Jeffreys, perform for them the departure overture. When you hear the overture, it means you return to the longboat immediately, no matter what you're doing. Does everyone understand? Aye, Captain. Always watching the clock, eh, Quaker? Not so confident out here on terra firma. You need a pair of these land legs. Solinder, young Nick, we're going to traverse to that mountain there, the pointy one. That's button eyes. Darling Clementine could see me now. She would be thrilled on my behalf. <laughs> I should say she would. Uh, my lord, the colony of miniature Mirabilis down uh, the western crevice. Would you like me to catch some more butterflies for you, sir? You're so puffed, Solider. No, look, those ones are tiny. Ew, why would I want those? I want the big ones, like the one we saw on the fortitude. I, sus- I suspect they're larger at higher altitude, my lord. Uh, yes, that's what I was about to think. We must go higher. This traverse looks very treacherous. Could be a dangerous climb, sir. <laughs> Listen to him, young Nick. Scared of a little mountain. Honestly, he's not a man's man like us, Nick. Uh, yes, Uncle Joseph. Um, I must admit, though, it's rather high up here. Well, the higher you go, the bigger they get, young Nick. Pass me my hand, stirrup, Solinder, and open up that packet of crampons. I'll use them to traverse the craggy crest. one single sex of the species, sir. Performing some kind of airborne ritual is an incitement to mate. Driving the many smaller butterflies of the other sex into a pheromonal frenzy. To extemporize, I believe the larger butterflies will be further up, towards the crater. <laughs> Different sexes. Have you been checking between their legs, Solider? <laughs> no. This is clearly a different species. Yes. 
an aristocratic super-species of butterfly. This may conclusively prove the existence of aristocracies across all types of nature. With all due respect, sir, there's a slight flaw in your thesis. With no respect, there's a slight flaw in your skull, and it's called your brain, Solander. Uncle Joseph, I see a big one. Where? Yes. Yes, that's the one I want. You beauty. Look at it. It seems to be beckoning us to follow it, sir. You're right. Its little antennae are making a kind of curling, beckoning gesture. Let's follow. What hardy breed of butterfly could reside upon this land? Sounding not unlike a hummingbird and larger than an average man's hand. Could it be the fabled species and Morales Morabilis? Yes, on all available evidence, it's at Morales Morabilis. Butterflies and plums, butterflies and plums. I've never seen an island with such butterflies and plums. And so Lord Banks and his entourage follow the magnificent Admiralis Mirabilis to the higher slopes of Mount Butterfly. Little did Lord Banks know that this butterfly would change his life forever. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium was created by Lawrence Arabia, Duncan Sarkis and Stephen Templer. Written and directed by Duncan Sarkis. Music by Lawrence Arabia. With original artwork by Stephen Templer. Recorded by Nick McGowan. Audio design by Thomas Press and Nick McGowan. Produced by Fiona Elwood. Starring Jermaine Clement as Lord Joseph Banks and Uncle Bertie. Jonathan Bruff as the narrator. And Lawrence Arabia as Solander. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium is a co-production of South Coast Shenanigans and Stitcher. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Can't wait for more Bertie. You can binge the rest of Season 1 and start Season 2 right now. To find out more, visit UncleBertie.com.